work podcast, Mike's getting tipsy He drink a lot of beer and he drink a lot of whiskey When he's not doing that, probably watching wrestling Talking about the beers and it's so interesting Mike's online, you can give him a follow End of the day, he be cleaning out the tacos No better podcast if you ask me Getting worked, you can leave off the last G Driving in your car, getting worked Slacking at your job, getting worked the DMV getting worked in the VIP getting work out getting worked getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work getting work getting work get getting work people of the internet getting worked is back I'm like this is getting worked. Hello. So it has been quite the wrestling weekend. Um, recording this on Tuesday after let's 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 do the whole thing. Friday was AEW Rampage. Saturday was SummerSlam. Sunday was NXT TakeOver 36. And Monday was Monday Night Raw. Fuck. It's a lot of wrestling. So we wrapped up the weekend because there was Monday Night Raw that we'll get to. But there's no cocktail this week, ladies and gentlemen. What are we doing? What are we drinking? Well, NXT has a new NXT World Heavyweight Champion. The one, the only, Samoa Joe. So, we're celebrating. You hear that? It's a glass of ice. We have a glass of ice. And... In tribute to Samoa Joe, we actually have Trader Joe, Trader, Trader Joe, Trader Samoa Joe, Samoa Trader Joe, I'm trying to think of an episode title, um, the Samoan Trader, the Trader, the Trader of Samoa, no, uh, this is Samoa Joe, <laughs> Samoa Joe's, this is Trader Joe's Kentucky Bourbon Straight Whiskey. Yeah, Trader Joe's has their own bourbon. And it's already been opened. I've already had about maybe like a fifth of this bottle. Yeah, about a fifth of the bottle. It's a 750 milliliter bottle. It is Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey out of the Bourbon Square Distilling Company in Louisville, Kentucky. So, definitely meets the qualifications. It's Kentucky bourbon, which bourbon doesn't have to be from Kentucky, but if it's from, if it says Kentucky on the label, it has to be from Kentucky. And speaking of labels, um, obviously I'm going to post pictures of the bottle, but that's a little bit of one of the first negatives is the label on this Trader Joe's whiskey bottle is kind of just a sticker. 
literally like it looks like they just had a roll of stickers and they just kind of peeled the sticker off and slapped it on here. And yes, I know all labels are a sticker. But this looks like a sticker that you would put on like your shirt that you were voting for a dude. Not the I voted sticker because that one's really small. Uh, this is kind of the size of I'm trying to think of what to relate it to size wise. It's about the size of like a really big Oreo cookie. Say about twice the size of an Oreo cookie. That's a terrible measurement. Double two two Oreo cookies. No, um, it's not very big. It's, label's not very impressive. However, it literally feels like it's just an old Forrester bottle. It's got that same interesting black twist top. You could tell like. They came down the bottling line, it just pressed it on and crimped it. And it's kind of the cheaper bottle top, because it's not evenly cut. And it goes down really far. Expensively designed bottle tops usually cut right at that line in the neck. This one's a little long. But I've been tearing this whiskey bottle apart for too fucking long. Uh, thank you guys for joining us again this week, once again. Make sure you guys go like, subscribe, leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. Follow me on Twitter at Getting Worked. Follow me on Instagram at Getting Worked with Mike. So, we're I'm I'm just going to be talking about wrestling. What I thought someone came back and drinking some whiskey. So before we get started, got my glass of ice, got my bottle. I'm just going to pour this. That is probably the best audio recording of a pour I thought I was going to get out of that situation. Hold on. That is nice. That is satisfying. That That is a satisfying pour recording. That might be the whole episode. What are you going to call this one? Mike's Mike pours whiskey. Episode twenty nine, eight, nine, nine, I think. Cheers. Starts off nice. Starts off really strong, really smooth. Kind of like Friday. It's now. I had been watching wrestling, honestly, all last week, too. Because Monday is Monday Night Raw. Tuesday is NXT. Uh, Wednesday is AEW Dynamite. Thursday, usually I'll catch up on, like, indie wrestling. Uh, dive into my IWTV app. Watch, like, any weird deathmatch stuff I might have missed. Friday is Friday Night Smackdown. And AEW Rampage. So. Man, that's good whiskey. Hold up. So. The big reveal. Friday night. On AEW Dynamite. Was CM Punk. Return to wrestling. This was an interesting thing. Because. For 
a lot of people, CM Punk means a lot of things. He's, he's very representative of the genuine generation. And what I mean by the genuine generation, and I kind of made that term up myself, obviously, because it's not very clever. But when I was about 20, 20? Yeah. About 20. Maybe maybe 21. I had started... I was going to hardcore shows. I had mostly gone to death metal shows and regular metal shows. Thrash metal growing up. I started going to hardcore shows. And that introduced me to Straight Edge. Uh, for those of you that don't know, straight edge means they don't drink, they don't smoke, they don't do drugs. They don't, Some go as far as to not even consuming caffeine or engaging in premarital sex. It's, it's a social religion of abstinence, of anything. It's about rejection of society, rejection of things that you view as poison. A lot of it is, is, is that. Straight Edge throws out a lot of connotations and, and, and imagery of purity and being pure and staying true, being yourself. And it ties a lot into hardcore music. A lot of hardcore and punk gravitates around that straight edge genre. And CM Punk was very indicative of this. Um, the X's drawn on the back of his wrist tape hand covers. And I've always, I've known straight edge dudes. I got a lot of great friends that claim straight edge. And even with the lifestyle I live, I drink, I smoke. I, it doesn't bother me more power to you. Like, like, Live your life. You got your reasons. I totally respect that. I defend that. You have every right to do that. I'm the. I try to be the kind of person if I know I'm hanging around straight edge people. Like I'm not. I'm not gonna change, super modify my behavior. But I might not be as quick to chug a beer and slam a shot right in front of you and make a big deal out of it. Just out of respect. But. That's where I originally had heard of CM Punk. I had fallen out of watching pro wrestling for a little bit, and a couple people had mentioned, oh, yeah, there's a straight-edge wrestler now. So fast forward to, like, a year later. I'm actually watching wrestling again. CM Punk is in ECW, the remake of ECW, WWE CW. And... All is good with the world. You know, he worked his ass off, moved up, and eventually made it to Monday Night Raw. Uh, I was a big fan of everything he did. I, I He was probably the guy I used a lot in the video game at that time, too. Just because I was like, okay, this guy seems more real. More more genuine. And, and that would kind of go forward with being the theme of CM Punk's career. Uh, the reason I feel people were so enamored with his return, because bear in mind, people cried. 
Grown men cried when this dude came out to the ring and walked down the ramp and got in the ring. Grown men were brought to tears. Because Punk's not necessarily the biggest dude. Not even necessarily the best move guy. He's really good. He's amazing in the ring. But, like, Daniel Bryan's probably a better, like, technical wrestler. I don't know. Whatever. Point I'm trying to make is, like, CM Punk's appeal was being genuine. The fact that the dude on the microphone was the real dude. What you saw is what you got. And all that stuff happened. The pipe bomb promo. I watched the pipe bomb promo live. I was watching wrestling when that happened. When he he attacked John Cena, sat down in the middle of a ramp, and like cut a promo on Vince McMahon being surrounded by douchebag yes men that only wanted to tell him what he wanted to hear. Uh, the company will be better when he's dead. Triple H is an idiot. Uh, all that stuff. CM Punk's cutting this promo on live television. They're literally just letting him say whatever he wants. And then CM Punk won the title and left. Quote, unquote, left. He came back a couple weeks later. And then after he cut that pipe bomb promo, left and came back, he was just another dude on the roster. He, he was cool, but he wasn't special. Very quickly, they kind of pushed him back down to a level, it, it felt like, which he himself admitted he felt like. So it, it, I looked at him as like, that's really cool. He's not the top, my favorite guy, but he's, he's a, he was up there. And then he left. And, and then one day I remember I heard, I heard like, oh, he left wrestling. I wasn't even necessarily as into it then as I am now. I didn't I didn't keep up with behind the scenes stuff. I wasn't I couldn't tell you what was going on with like a wrestler's contract, a career, who was going to what company. Like I try to keep up with now. So I wasn't fully aware of like, oh, he really quit for real. I was just like, oh, that guy's gone. Okay. And then a short time after that, the famous interview with Colt came out where he <laughs> ran WWE's name into the ground. Did they deserve it? Yeah, probably a lot of it. That's not for me to decide. But it was a real interesting time. It, it, it was watching a wrestler straight up just say what he thought and not really give a shit. I kind of half cared and half followed CM Punk. I, I, I would follow the things he said, the things he did while he was gone from wrestling. But I was never the biggest champion of I want CM Punk back. Never necessarily the guy going, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. For a while, I think I even had the mentality of well, if he doesn't want to be in wrestling, fuck him. Okay, cool. Sit at home and do your stuff, bro. Like, not mad, but not gonna ask for you to come back. Like, if you do, cool. But I don't. Didn't really give a shit. And it wasn't a negative thing. I think I just was looking in other directions. I was like, okay, cool. 
I can't have that flavor of ice cream. All right. That sucks. I like that flavor of ice cream, but it's not in stock. It's not in stock. I'll go get another flavor of ice cream. Great. That's what's great about professional wrestling. You can usually find something. Something you like. Something you'll follow. Fast forward to the hype. The hype around CM Punk. The hype around his return. The hype around him... Almost assuredly signing with AEW. Um, They had been hinting for months, talking about it. The company randomly ate All Elite Wrestling without telling everyone that CM Punk was coming, told everyone CM Punk was coming. You booked an event in his hometown, Chicago, Illinois. You call it the first dance, which the event was called AEW Rampage, the first dance. That's really giving a lot of stuff away because something's going to happen. It wasn't even the first episode of Rampage. So it's not really the first anything. You're telling us this is the first something. In a sold out arena in Chicago, Illinois. So, of course, it was all but determined that CM Punk is coming to AEW. I went home, watched Monday Night Raw. No, I'm sorry. Watched Friday Night SmackDown. And immediately flipped over. Like, I was waiting for SmackDown to end. Saw the chance. Saw the crowd. Inside the uh, arena there in Chicago. And from the moment I saw the chance and saw the looks on everyone's faces and you could see that energy of people knowing what's about to happen I was immediately hooked I I am I in, in like 10 seconds became a CM Punk fan again from that feeling alone I'm like this is about to be really huge like this dude's about to come out here and say some cool shit Now, there was part of me that wondered, were they going to start his music, and it was a swerve, and it would be MJF or another heel coming out. I'm glad they didn't do that, because the moment was friggin' perfect. The crowd's chanting, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And out of nowhere, it just... Living Colors Cult of Personality just hits. And the people lost their goddamn minds. You couldn't hear the song after that. The crowd drowning out everything. Every note. All you can hear is just elation, joy, happiness. People are, are ecstatic. They're they're their boys home. Their guy, CM Punk, is really back in his hometown. CM Punk always meant a lot to Chicago. Um, as from somebody, as coming from somebody who's not from Chicago, he was very synonymous with it. And you'd watch the reactions he would get at shows. From a wrestling standpoint, I'm not trying to say that every Chicago politician knows who CM Punk is. No, they should. They probably don't. But there was that energy of it, too. It's in Chicago. 
Jim Cornette made the comments like if he didn't come out, they were going to set the seats on fire. It probably would have been a damn right. It really probably would have been a bad scene. But the music hit. The crowd popped, blew up. And then he walked out. And for a split second, wrestling was really cool and unpredictable again. Because this dude from Chicago came back. And that's really interesting to think about because... Honestly, guys, I was going to do a whole review of the weekend, but the more I keep talking about CM Punk and thinking about regaining things you lost. Because he lost wrestling. He lost his passion for it. He walked away. Whether or not you want to say that was his choice or not, it was taken from him. His passion was taken from him. Whether it was his decision, someone else's decisions, the passion was gone. He said himself he felt sick. He walked away from something he loved. So that Friday night in Chicago, we all got to watch someone return to the thing that they loved. To an arena full of people chanting their name. It's Williams Phil, but chanting CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk, CM Punk. And he get, he cut his promo, and I'm not gonna go through the promo line by line. Go watch it. Go look it up. It was a work of art. Um, he he was classy. He never drug WWE through the dirt like he could have. He referred to leaving wrestling when he left Ring of Honor and going back to wrestling that day when he joined AEW and walked out on that stage. And that's kind of a great life lesson to take away, really, is is you can always go back to what you love. Maybe. I don't know if I'm a... If, if, if this, I don't know if this is a life lesson moment, but... Something to take away from it and take advantage of opportunity. Um, that guy, CM Punk, took advantage of took advantage of an opportunity to go return to wrestling, to step back out on the stage, to <clears throat> take another swing at his dream. I took a chance at buying in and going, okay, I'm gonna tune in. I'm I'm gonna, I'm gonna buy-in to CM Punk and everything that's going on here. All those people in, in the audience, they took a chance. They bought a ticket. They made signs. They put on t-shirts. They chanted someone's name. They took a chance on him being there because they never, ever fully said CM Punk was going to show up. They hinted at it and hinted at it and hinted at it. But there was still that possibility that he wasn't going to walk out. But they took a chance. So maybe, just maybe, if we're all more willing to take a chance, we can all have our CM Punk moment. Or you could end up like Karrion Cross who lost the NXT title on Sunday, 
and showed up dressed like a bootleg member of Demolition or a sex gimp going to the Renaissance Fair and realized that joining Monday Night Raw was probably the biggest mistake he could have made. Uh, It was silly. His costume was silly. So maybe taking a chance could go either way. But if it comes down to rolling the dice of ending up like CM Punk or taking a chance and rolling the dice and ending up in a goofy mask and a red leather outfit like Karrion Cross, take the chance. Roll the dice. Welcome back to wrestling, CM Punk. Me and Samoa Joe, Trader Joe, Whiskey say welcome back. I'm not even going to talk about the rest of the wrestling weekend. Go watch CM Punk's return to professional wrestling. Then go laugh at Monday Night Raw. People of the internet, my name's Mike. This has been Getting Worked. Make sure you like, subscribe, wherever you get your podcasts. Leave a review. Come join the conversation. Follow me on Twitter at Getting Worked. Follow me on Instagram at Getting Worked with Mike. I'll see you guys next week. We're the next episode. We're going to come dropping back out on Sunday at the normal day. Once again, this has been getting worked. See you guys. We got drunk. We marked out. We'll see you next week. This is Platinum Max signing off. Getting worked. There's no G in yet. Except for the first G, of course. Driving in your car, getting worked. Slacking at your job, getting worked. At the DMV, getting worked. In the VIP, getting worked. Out, getting worked. Getting worked. Get, getting worked. 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 Ah!